This is how the 2022 Green Bay Packers season ends. Not with a bang, but with a whimper in a 27-17 loss at home in a must-win game to the Tennessee Titans. You are locked on Packers. I feel like we can run the table. Your daily Green Bay Packers podcast. Rodgers gets out. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Touchdown! You are locked on Packers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm Peter Bukowski, and I cover the Packers for The Leap, a newsletter I would love for you to subscribe to. You can follow me on Twitter, Peter underscore Bukowski. Follow the podcast on Twitter at Locked On Packers. Like us on Facebook. Subscribe to the podcast, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever you find podcasts, you will find Locked on Packers, the number one Packers podcast on the internet and the show for fans who know what happened. They want to know why and how. Thanks to everyone who makes Locked on Packers your first listen every day. We hope you like starting your day with us as much as we like starting our day with you. And today's episode is brought to you by Simply Safe. There's no safe like Simply Safe. Visit simplysafe.com slash locked on NFL to learn more. The Green Bay Packers. 2022 season is now all over. As my grandfather used to say, it's all over but the crying. God rest his soul. And rest in peace to the 2022 Packers season because with this loss now, it is truly all over but the crying and maybe the crying is over too. In a game against one of the worst offenses in the league. I was not exaggerating when I called this one of the worst offenses in the league. Just go look at the numbers all season. They have been a bottom five offense, the worst team in yards per drive, the third worst team in net yards per drive, the second worst team in passing yards per game. Pick a statistic. This Titans team was bad at it. They didn't score more than 24 all season. They scored 27 in the third quarter without breaking a sweat. Ryan Tannehill, who couldn't complete a pass to Jerry Rice and Randy Moss for most of the season, goes 22 of 27 for 333. He averages over 12 yards an attempt in a game where the Packers defense was content to do the thing that they have done all year against everyone, and that is play off, play zone, let them complete a million passes underneath because that's what this team wants to do. They let the Titans play exactly the way the Tennessee Titans want to play. And they said, if you want to stop Derrick Henry, which the Packers did, by the way, 28 carries for 87 yards, that's 3.1 yards per carry. That's really good defense. 33 carries overall, including three kneel downs. But if we just do 29 carries for 91 yards, that's a really good job defensively in the run game. But in the passing game, it's soft, it's off, it's zone coverage, it's on third and 10, you get no pass rush, and you've got Keyshawn Nixon streaking down the field covering Traylon Burks. It's in on third and long in the red zone, you are not playing tight, you're not playing man, and you've got Chris Barnes, the closest defender in zone coverage against Robert Woods. You're giving up nine yards on third and 10 to set up fourth downs. You're not able to get off the field against a bad 
offense, seven of 13 on third downs. They add a fourth down and they put up 408 yards of offense. This is by yardage, one of the three worst offenses in football. They hang 400 on your head, 6.4 yards per play. What is the plan? What was the plan coming into this game? They had a really good run game plan. But in every passing situation, it was like they spent, it was like when Joe Barry stayed up all night on Sunday night and then into Tuesday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, all they talked about was stopping Derrick Henry. And they just said, oh, on third and 10, it'll be whatever. It'll be whatever. Just go out and throw out whatever and it'll be fine. It wasn't fine. It's not fine. Joe Barry has done some nice things this season. He's made some adjustments, but made some adjustments is a nice way of putting that adjustments needed to be made. It has become clear, and for those for whom it was not already clear, Joe Barry is not the short or long-term answer at defensive coordinator. And I stand by all of the things I said all week about this offense. They are bad. They're bad. And the Packers defense made them look really good. This was the defensive version of what happened two weeks ago against the Lions when you're going up against a historically bad defense and offensively you muster nine points. That's what this was. This was a bedwetting of historic proportions to allow this team to get to 27. The Titans scored in every quarter. They were a historically bad fourth quarter offense, had not scored in the fourth quarter all season. That was the worst mark since the mid-1970s, I believe 1974. And guess what? They scored in the fourth quarter of this game. And that was really the difference because if the Packers at the end uh, can, can try and go get a field goal, maybe things play out a little bit differently. If it's 20 to 17 instead of 27 to 17, maybe parts of the end of the game play out differently. And the offense wasn't able to pick up the defense. So if your defense isn't playing well, you need to have your offense go make some plays. They couldn't. In the fourth quarter in particular, Aaron Rodgers on two third down plays, misses Sammy Watkins on an inbreaker wide open. I don't want to hear, oh, Sammy Watkins slowed down out of his break. Okay, maybe he was a little slow getting out of his break. Rodgers threw it four steps after the break. Just, just baby it to him. He's wide open. He's wide open. Same thing earlier in the game. Rodgers scrambling to his right. Alan Lazard wide open. Throws it to him on a line for no reason. Just baby it to him. He's wide open. And then after the Sammy Watkins play, the next possession, Alan Lazard wide open on third down and misses him high. Just baby it to him. On, on another drive, takes a, a brutal sack. When he can't take a sack, they, they try. And this is the last drive. They pick up almost all of that yardage back to Christian Watson. It's fourth and one. I was not 100% positive the Packers knew that it was fourth and one. I was worried that they would think that it was first down. They tried to get the one yard, and they called the play to get one yard. They couldn't get the one yard, and, and that's, not, that's not the reason. That's not the reason they lost. They lost because they were overmatched. 
They were outcoached. And I said this all year. I said this all year. This was the team that I kept bringing up. This team is less talented than the Packers. But they play with more discipline. They play with better coaching, better in-game decision-making. Titans had a great trick play down at the goal line. Derrick Henry, and Derrick Henry is a super-duper star. He doesn't want to throw that. He wants to run it in. He throws it, touchdown. This is a team that understands who it is, what they want to be, and what they want to get accomplished every week. This is a no-ego football team. And that's why they keep winning. The Packers, I don't know. I don't know what they are. They don't know what they are. They've been searching all season for what they are. And this game was just more proof of it. No, they're, they're just very little urgency, very little life, very little juice through most of this game. And through most of this season, frankly. And that leaves you wondering what the core issue is. And that's something that the Packers, by the way, have to really, really get figured out because there are long-term decisions that need to be made in this organization. How much is Aaron Rodgers contributing to the malaise around this team? How much is Joe Barry holding this team back? I think we know the answer to that one. What is, what is the role that Matt LaFleur is playing in all of this? Is the approach that they've taken in the offseason with Brian Gutekinds really the way that they want to continue to take in every offseason? Is that how you really want to handle all this? And what is, what is the short-term and long-term future of the Packers with this group? How do you maximize this group moving forward? Does that include this quarterback? Does that include Jordan Love? If, if it's not Aaron Rodgers, is it Jordan Love? Can Jordan Love play? Christian Watson looks like a player. We're going to talk about Christian Watson. Aaron Jones. He's going to cost a boatload on the cap next season. What do you do with him? A.J. Dillon. Rashawn Gary looks like he's worth his weight in gold. Elton Jenkins needs a contract. Decisions need to be made about Yash Nyman. So, where does this play? Where does this team go with these players? What can they learn from the rest of the way? Because there are there are still crucial things that they need to they need to know for a team that is capped out, for a team that thought it was ready to compete. So how did they so triumphantly misevaluate this team? What were the things that went wrong? They need to be doing the post-mortem like pre-mortem, current mortem, because death is here. Even if they went out, even if they went out, and that is, I don't know what evidence we would have to, to lead us to believe they could or would do that. But even if they did, it's a tall order to get to the postseason. And what are you going to do in the playoffs? With this team, with Rashawn Gary out for the year, with Eric Stokes out for the year. Can you can you really compete for a Super Bowl? Well, in this NFC, you you maybe could have, but this team, they they can't score. I mean, this this for the Packers was an aberration last week, scoring 31. I mean, let's just go back through this. Since they scored 27 against the Bears, 
14, 24 against the Patriots. That looks pretty good. The Patriots are 27, excuse me, against the Patriots. They're a good defense. 22 against the Giants in a game where they blew a two touchdown lead. 10 against the Jets, 21 against the Commanders in a game they blew a two-score lead, 17 against the Bills, 9 against the hapless Lions, 31 against the Cowboys, and now 17 against the Titans. This team can't score. This team can't stop anybody. So who are they? Who are they? The answer to that right now is a bad football team. Getting stuck in Black Friday crowds, super uncomfortable. Shopping Tommy John's Black Friday sale from your couch, the most comfortable. And Tommy John's, all the Tommy John's products are incredibly comfortable. With over 18 million pairs sold, give Tommy John's has been a holiday tradition. 97% of women and men love getting a gift from Tommy John. I got some. I love them so much. My wife used her good, hard-earned money to buy herself, not one, but two sets. And she loves them. In fact, was wearing them tonight as we're watching the game because they are just great to to just hang around in. If you're going to watch the Packers lose, you might as well be comfortable when it's happening. Shop shop Tommy John's Black Friday sale going on right now and get 30% off site-wide at tommyjohn.com slash locked on. That's 30% off everything now at tommyjohn.com slash locked on. And thanks for making Locked On Packers your first listen For your second listen, check out Locked On Sports today. From the games that matter the most to the biggest stories in sports, go beyond the scoreboard and behind the scenes with the local experts and insights only Locked On can provide. It's my show. Come listen. Locked On Sports today, available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get podcasts. Okay. A couple positive things that I want to hit on because I feel like we, you know, this season has been dark and full of terrors. Christian Watson is awesome and he can do the schemed up stuff. He can do individual stuff, four catches for 48 yards and two touchdowns in this game. And he looks like he is the future of this offense. Looks like he can be a future wide receiver one in this offense. Alan Lazard had a nice game, but you know, had some plays where he probably needs to make a couple of them and didn't. Randall Cobb looks spry as ever, six for 73. But Christian Watson looks like a potential star. This is, we we talked about wanting to see it again. We're like, well, he's not going to score three touchdowns again. But I I even had someone tweet like four for 40 is still a a pretty good day. And it would have been. Now he had the play down the field where he let up a little bit. And if he keeps going, maybe he has a better chance to make the play. Um, he, I thought he got interfered with a little bit as well. Uh, and so it's the kind of thing where he is showing the signs that you would want him to show. He added another quality receiving game, not just a game, but a receiving game to his breakout game. He now has five touchdowns in two games receiving. And they're finding ways to use his speed. The low red zone, that's where they got the, the second touchdown. And the free play, he goes up and, and he he shows something else that, that we didn't know he could do in the NFL. And that's go up and make a contested catch. That's something that he flashed on tape at North Dakota State, but it's against, you know, South Dakota. And 
and Northern Iowa and, and teams that are not full of NFL players. So can you do it against NFL players? It turns out, yeah, he can. We saw it in this game. That's really useful information. It's really useful for Christian Watson to be getting these reps. And it's going to be Christian Watson the rest of the way. Maybe Romeo Dobbs can come back in a week or two. And now you have both of these guys and you're getting reps with Aaron Rodgers. And irrespective of whether or not Aaron Rodgers is the quarterback long-term, Christian Watson and Romeo Dobbs are going to be in Green Bay for the next four or five years at least. And so getting them reps with a Hall of Fame quarterback is good for them. It's good for their development. Because they're going to learn the tricks of the trade a little bit faster than they might otherwise. Another player I was really impressed with on first watch, Quay Walker. 12 tackles, led the team in tackles, eight solos, had a half a sack, had a TFL, made a couple nice plays on Derrick Henry in the open field. It was, I thought, his best first half of the season, his best run defense game of the season. And in a game where maybe you'd like to have Devondre Campbell a little bit more, he's hurt, can't be out there. This is when it would be really nice to have both those guys. But you're having to play some Isaiah McDuffie as Chris Barnes gets back. Chris Barnes had some really nice plays in this game. Overall, this front against the run played really well. They played really well. And I just, all of the, the zone that they played just makes no sense for, for the kind of coverages that this team really excels with. Now, I understand Russell Douglas, zone cover guy. That's that's what he wants to be. He wants to be playing eyes to the quarterback and, and doing that way. Jerry Alexander, though, if he's just going to stick on one side, that's not useful. This team needs to be playing a little bit more man coverage. They need to be playing a little bit more. Pre- you can press in zone, but that's just not. And I understand, like, you can call zone and still play aggressively. You can call zone and, and press. The 49ers play a lot of zone coverage but they are aggressive in those zones. The Rams play a lot of the zone coverage, but they are aggressive in those zones. The Packers mentality is just, it's not aggressive. It's just not. And and that has to change. It's not, you know, it's not Quay Walker's fault. You know, this is a game where Jerry Alexander, you, you, you don't really get a lot from him. Russell Douglas makes the great play falling off coverage. He spots the play action, gets underneath the throw, makes a great play. Jerry Alexander was going to undercut that route anyway because Tannehill did not drive that ball enough. But you, you, you need to see these guys play a little bit. And like when you have secondary players like the Green Bay Packers have, when you're playing, paying Jair Alexander and Russell Douglas considerable amounts of money, especially in the case of Jair. Why, why on third and 10 is the nearest defender to the Titans' best receiver, Chris Barnes, for as good a game as Chris Barnes had? Like, it just doesn't make any sense. So I can't even, I can't even evaluate like what Rudy Ford was tonight. I can't even evaluate if the Darnell Savage experiment worked tonight. Now it's, it's a different kind of team. This is not the ideal team to play Darnell Savage in the slot a bunch because they just don't have a slot guy that they're going to use on a regular basis. I didn't I didn't think Darnell Savage had a bad game on first watch. I didn't notice him a lot in general. 
And, you know, I saw some, some fans blaming him for some plays that I didn't think were necessarily his fault, but it's hard to know in zone coverages because you bust them and you're just sort of like, okay, well, what was the call there? What, what was the situation there? For the, for the Packers, you have to sort of take these, and I know I've fallen down a negative rabbit hole here, but it, that part of it is just, <laughs> it's so frustrating. It's so frustrating. I'm I'm sort of racking my brain to come up with some more positives. Okay, I found one. Preston Smith. Preston Smith played really well on the edge, set the edge in the run, had uh, one and a half sacks, a couple QB hits, made some plays. He did some nice things for this Packers team and continues to show, hey, he is, he's a core piece of this defense. He's a leader on this defense. But without Rashawn Gary, they just had no juice in the pass rush. Like, where's Kenny Clark? Where's Jaron Reed, who had six pressures last week? Where is Devontae Wyatt? Did Devontae Wyatt even play in this game? He did. But did he? Kingsley Enigbare. Did he play in this game? I saw 55 on my screen a lot. Go, go look at the box score. Not really a lot there. One tackle. Didn't really affect the passing game against one of the worst pass-blocking teams in the league. So I just, I can't emphasize enough how bad this offense was all season. And I can't emphasize enough how easy offense was for them on Thursday night. It is just unacceptable. And I don't like calling for people's jobs. I don't like calling, hey, saying this, this person needs to be fired. But so I'll frame it this way. This can't continue like this. Joe Barry is not the right defensive coordinator for this team if they want to win a Super Bowl or or just anyway. For whatever reason, he's not the right coach. They made a mistake with this hire. There's just no question about it. They made a mistake with this hire. And it starts to raise questions about Matt LaFleur and his hands on the wheel. And can he raise the talent around him? Because Mike Vrabel can. And I thought it was a crime that that Mike Vrabel was the coach of the year over Matt LaFleur last year. I thought Matt LaFleur deserved it in 2020. He didn't win it either year. I feel like I have to do the Shaq thing. Like, I have to apologize to you. I wasn't familiar with your game. Like, obviously, I was familiar with Mike Vrabel's game. But to see it in person, to see these teams side by side, when I spent all season going, hey, look at this offense. They're better than the Packers offense. Now, that's not true anymore, but it was for a little while. And uh, they have worse players. Hey, look at this defense. They are way better than the Packers defense. They have worse players. Why is that? Coaching. 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 And so when you have both sides of the ball underperforming, that doesn't just reflect on your defensive coordinator and Joe Barry. It reflects on your head coach because he's calling the offense. And it reflects on your quarterback and it reflects on your general manager. It reflects on everyone. Now, I don't think blowing everything up and just like starting over is the way to handle all this. I don't think that makes sense. But there needs to be real meaningful change on this team. And I do think they need to look at a new defensive coordinator. I think they need to shake up the offensive roster. I really like what they did with Aubrey Aubrey Pleasant. Here's what I would do. Joe Barry. 
I guess you can stay on staff if you want. Like he's going to get paid either way. Just give Aubrey Pleasant a shot. Let him call the defense. And, and maybe not this week because he just got there, but like in a week or two, just, just let him do it. See what he can bring. An outside voice. That's what this team needs. An outside voice to come in and give them a different look. Because trying to go status quo, it just didn't work. It just didn't work. And now this team is, is in a difficult position of trying to make decisions for both the future and the present. And that's really tricky because what is this team? Where are they going? What are they good at? We don't have good answers to those questions. Today's episode brought to you by our friends at Bet Online. Bet Online is your number one source for all of your sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there. From football to basketball, soccer, esports, we've got it all at betonline.net. And if you love sports podcasts, you can find those at Bet Online as well. We're always the fastest and easiest way to get your betting fixed. Head to the website or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and the action. Bet online where the game starts. And thanks for making Locked On Packers your first listen every day. For your next listen, check out Locked On Sports today. The biggest stories in sports, plus instant reactions, big game recaps, and the take of the day. I host it. It's our great experts from around the network. Tyler Rowland. My guy is going to be on the show um, if today. If you're listening to it on Friday, if you're watching us live, of course, I'm talking about tomorrow's show. Um, and he will get to gloat, even though he picked the Packers. So I don't know how much gloating he gets to do. I, I thought it would be a closer game than he did. And um, he was, so he was more wrong. But check out uh, Locked On Sports today. That would be great. Um, we are not going to transition fully to draft coverage because I don't think anyone wants that yet. I think there's still a lot to be learned here. Um, you still like to see Romeo Dobbs get some more reps. You still like to see Romeo Dobbs and Christian Watson play together. You, you at a certain point, like to see Jordan Love get some reps here, just, just for no other reason than, number one, you figure out who he is, and number two, um, other teams get to figure out who he is, and if he's any good, you maybe you move on from Aaron Rodgers. If he's any good, maybe you trade him and get some draft capital to help buoy Aaron Rodgers to make another title run. There's a lot of options here. Uh, you got to figure that part of it out. But it can't be, okay, well, you know, in a year where you're probably going to lose at least one more game, that's probably going to take you out of the playoff. It might be in a week. Um, that's probably going to take you out of the, the postseason race. You might be out of it already, effectively. And so where do you, where do you, where do you try and find advantages? Where do you try and find information? Aaron Rodgers playing a bunch more games is not useful to your team, really. Now, it might be useful to help Christian Watson and Romeo Dobbs, but you want to evaluate some of these other players like Jordan Love. And so maybe for the last month of the year, you give the keys to Jordan Love. We're coming up on that last month. Unfortunately, maybe a couple more weeks, two more weeks, Packers lose one of these games and say, okay, well, it's all over. We already know it's all over. Follow me on Twitter, Peter underscore Bukowski. Follow the podcast on Twitter, Locked on Packers. Like us on Facebook. Subscribe to the podcast, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever you find podcasts, you will find Locked on Packers. <sighs> Tough year. Tough year. But anytime you want to come hang out with us on YouTube for a live show like this, when you can do that on our Locked on Packers YouTube page to stay Locked on Packers. <laughs>